What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the 15 Minutes of Flame podcast. I am your host, Paper Drew, and it is currently Sunday, the June 30th at 1258 a.m., and we are going to be talking the NBA free agency. I'm going to go over the top 20 in no particular order, but maybe in a particular order. I'm going to try to run through it as fast as possible because I don't want to hold you guys too much because it is before free agency starts. So I want to get this episode out. And then as things develop on Sunday later on today, it's going to be crazy. I'm sure a lot of these guys are going to get signed. Uh, Some guys won't probably get signed right away just because they're waiting to see where the money goes. But there is a lot of good players. I think most of them are going to be resigning, but we'll get into that after the break. Let's pay some bills, and then we'll talk about free agents and where I think they should go and where the best fits for some of these guys are. All right, so we're going to start with number one. Obviously, it's going to be Kawhi Leonard. Now, if Kevin Durant would have been available, not had popped his Achilles, he would definitely, in my opinion, be number one, as I don't feel that the Toronto Raptors would have won the world, uh, the, ch- the championship. If Kevin Durant would have been playing, of course, Clay Thompson also went down with a knee injury. So, you know, that played a lot into the whole thing. But with those two guys playing, I think it would have been a little bit too much for Kawhi and the gang. But, you know, that's that's in the past. Obviously, didn't happen that way. Didn't go down that way. They did get injured and uh, they wound up the Raptors wound up winning the title. So that being said, Kawhi Leonard obviously is my number one for the fact that He's available, um, you know, and that is one of the most important things being an NBA player or just having a job in general is your availability and his availability right now, him not being injured, him being the MVP, him just coming off of the NBA finals, MVP being a champion, pretty much carrying the entire team on his back, that entire load on his back and um, leading that team to its first championship. He is going to be the number one coveted prize, in my opinion. Now, where do I think? He will sign. Me personally, obviously, I don't have any inside information or anything of that nature. But um, just over the years and watching him, kind of seeing the kind of person that he is, the kind of player that he is, he doesn't seem like a player who likes too much of the spotlight. Uh, obviously, he seems to be somebody who kept to himself. Him winning the championship. Uh, we kind of see his personality a bit more, especially with social media and all that good stuff. And so he seems like somebody who obviously um, likes to have you know fun, but he's just still kind of a private guy. That being said, I still think that the best place for him is not Toronto. I believe the best place for him is would be the Clippers. Um, in my opinion, I think that would be the best spot for him because it's L.A., He's still he's from he's still from L.A. He's still from that area. It's nice. Um, he's got a good they got a good coach. Doc Rivers is a good is a oh not a good coach. I'm gonna say he's a great coach. I think he should have won Coach of the Year, but you know that's besides his point. Um, they have decent pieces. They can still build around him. If he carried a Toronto Raptors team, I think he'll be able to carry a Clippers team. Now, where that's where I think he's gonna go. Do I think that's his best fit? Uh, maybe not. I don't think maybe that that would be the best fit for him. I think maybe the best fit for him would be to go somewhere with Kevin Durant. Now, me being biased, I am a Knicks fan, so let's get that out of the way right now. I think that him and Kevin Durant should both go to the Knicks. That's just my personal opinion. 
Um, of course, like I said, disclaimer, full disclaimer, me being biased. That's why I think his best fit would be. They have some good pieces there. It would still be in the East. Now him going to the Clippers in the West, that would still be a good, I think that would be a good fit for him as well. But I think that would be a secondary good fit for him. Um, I don't think he should go to the, um, I don't think he should go to the, the Lakers. I don't think that's a good fit for him. Um, I think if it's going to be him going anywhere other than re-signing with Toronto, I think that the next destinations will be the Clippers or the Knicks with with Kevin Durant. Now, if the Kevin Durant does not go to the Knicks, I don't think that, of course, the Knicks would be a, um, a good fit for him. Full disclaimer, I think that the Knicks would need to get two max players if they only get one max player. It's. I don't think that's going to move the barometer too much for them, if at all. Um, then they should just keep building through the draft and, and developing the young players. But if they only get one max player or one tier two guy, I think they should just throw that whole. They just throw the whole idea and just give you know one of those second tier guys, um, you know, maybe a one year deal, and then go back into uh, twenty twenty with some with some extra money. But we'll get into that in a little bit later. Um, so Kawhi Leonard, I think he should go to the Clippers or. If not the Clippers, then I think he should go to a team like the Knicks, but with you know with someone else. Um, just knowing that if it's going to be Kevin Durant, then he'll have to wait a year for Kevin Durant to uh, to get better, come back, and then he'll be able to play with Kevin Durant. So the first year will kind of be a wash. Um, which if he goes to the Clippers, you know it depends because if he goes to the Clippers too, uh, Golden State, if Kevin Durant doesn't resign even or if even if he does. And Clay Thompson, they're out, you know, for the entire year, um, or for not most of the year. But I think Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson are pretty much going to be done for the 2020 season. So um, I don't think we're going to be seeing them. So Golden State's not going to be the same. They're not going to be the favorite to win the championship just for the fact that they don't have those two guys. And after Steph Curry, the you know that pool of talent dramatically drops even you know to the next person which would be Draymond Green I think that that the whole that that, that that just the people that they have there it drops dramatically from you know from Clay you got Kevin Durant Clay Thompson Steph Curry you, and then you got you don't have Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson that you just left with Steph Curry and then after Steph it's pretty much nobody so um, I think that you know that the, the west is wide open and the east is wide open especially if you know the balance of powers of Kawhi leaves Toronto there's no real clear favorite um, and then Boston has, you know, their thing going on, but we'll get into that, um, in a little bit here. Um, next person is on the list is Kevin Durant. Now, even though Kevin Durant is not going to be available for the foreseeable future of this upcoming season, his Achilles tendon, uh, did rupture. So he's going to be having, he already had surgery, so he's going to be out. So any team that he goes to, is going to have to be okay with the fact, and I think pretty much any team in the NBA at this point is okay with the fact that has cap room, of course, is okay with the fact that the first year that he's not going to be there um, is just pretty much a rehab year. Just, uh, I guess, you know, get acclimated with the team, do things off the court that he, you know, he wants to do. He does have businesses and things of that nature. So anybody who signs him to a max deal, and I think at this point in time it's a pretty much far gone conclusion that any team that signs him is going to give him the max i don't think anybody's going to give him less than the max i don't think anybody's going to pull a boogie cousins and give him a one year you know give him a one year flyer and, and see how it goes and i don't think he's going to do a one year and you know see how it goes and then re-up after one year he already declined his option with golden state at this point so he is going to go into free agency um so that's you know that's a foregone conclusion even that him being 30 I think that whoever is going to sign him, they're going to sign him for the full four years. Um, 
and go from there. Now he can re-sign with Golden State and get the fifth year for that extra amount of security. But I think that the ways that things ended for him in Golden State and how that entire injury went down. Um, and I could talk about this in another episode if you guys want to talk about it. But I think that the way that that ended, the way that his injury happened, the whole thing surrounding it, um, them, you know, them, them being rumblings of the organization kind of pushing him or nudging him to go out and play some of the players out there on his team, nudging him and asking him when he was going to be available. Um, them saying it was a calf strain, possibly knowing it could have been a little bit something worse. Um, the owner of the team saying that, you know, we definitely see Kevin Durant at some point in, at this point in the, at, in the playoffs. Um, so all that stuff kind of, I'm sure pushed him to go out there. He wound up going out there and totally having the worst ca- catastrophic injury that could have happened. That was the worst case scenario. The best case scenario would have been him uh, re-injuring the calf. If it was the calf at any point, which I don't think it was, I think it was always the Achilles. Um, him having the calf, something happened to his calf, and then you know him just be out, and then uh, him getting better over the summertime. At this point now, he ruptured his Achilles tendon, and he's going to be out for the year anyways. And you know that's 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 that. So I think that that, uh, you know, that that bridge, no pun intended, with Golden State, is is burnt. Um, in my opinion, um, he didn't go ahead and re-up or take the option for that year, which would have paid him, I think, 30-something million. Um, so that is an indicator of itself. If he wanted to stay in Golden State, he could have taken he could have taken that option, rehabbed the entire year pretty much on their dime, and then re-upped with them or even another team. He could have went into free agency totally, completely healthy um, and see how much money he could have gotten. I think he probably could have got a little bit, even a little bit more. But at this point, I don't think he wants anything to do with with Golden State. Um, it's pretty apparent that he didn't stay in Los Angeles or he didn't stay in California for um, for his rehab. He went, he got his he got his uh, surgery done in New York. He's now in New York, so that kind of you know changes things. Now, where do I think that he will go? Um, I think that he could go. Uh, to the Clippers. Now he could go to the Clippers. I don't see Los Angeles Lakers being a a player for Kevin Durant. Um, I don't think he really wants to do that whole buddy teaming up thing again, especially not with LeBron. Um, he kind of knows that he'll always be second fiddle, even if he plays with it, when he plays with LeBron. Um, so I don't think he wants to do that. However, I think that him playing in in LA, the Clippers, I think he could do that, especially if Kawhi goes with him. So him and Kawhi, I think him and Kawhi would make a really good team. Uh, now, I think that if Kawhi goes to the Clippers and signs with the Clippers, because I don't know if I don't think I don't know which one of these guys are going to sign first. And I think whoever is getting meetings and I mean, there's only four teams. Supposedly Kawhi wants to have meetings with and same thing with Kevin Durant. Um, Kawhi is granted the Knicks a meeting. He wants to have a meeting with the the, the uh the Lakers, the Clippers, and of course he's going to give the last meeting to Toronto. So they still have a chance. They're still in the fray. Now, that being said, I think that um, if he goes to the Clippers, I think Kevin Durant should go to the Clippers. So any any to, to me, honestly, anywhere that Kawhi goes, if I'm Kevin Durant, I probably want to go uh, there as well, just for the fact that 
their games complement each other. Now, to me, Kevin and and Kyrie, their their games don't really complement each other. Kyrie has a very high usage rate, so which means he needs the ball in his hands at all times. He's a he's like a two. He's not really a point guard. He's more of a two. And at that point in time, he's more like a Russell Westbrook, even though to me he's a little bit more open to distributing the ball, especially if it's Kevin Durant, because I think he respects Kevin Durant. You know, Kevin Durant has a ring. He has a ring. So they, he would see himself as the same on the same level as Kevin Durant. When Russell Westbrook and Kevin Durant were on the same team, they were on the same team. So th- neither one of them had a ring at that point. And I don't. Th- and, and to me, Russell Westbrook is just kind of he plays 100 miles per hour and he doesn't know any other way to play and I don't think he's willing to um, change his game at all or even adjust his game which is going to suck for him when his athleticism goes but you know this is not about him Um, so like I said anywhere Kawhi goes I think Kevin should very I think he should very much consider taking his talents to as well now if it's the Knicks which all year pretty much we've been hearing that it was pretty much a done deal that he goes to the Knicks um, at some point in time we also heard that Kyrie and him were going to go to the Knicks it was a done deal and then we just got a curveball pretty much that Kyrie and Brooklyn uh, is is nothing is, is pretty much a done deal you just just got to got to do a sign the paper so we'll talk about him next but um, Kevin Durant I think he if Kawhi goes to the, the Clippers he should go to the Clippers. Now, if he if Kawhi just goes completely uh, 180 and he goes to the Knicks, then definitely Kevin Durant should not even think twice about going there. Um, they have some decent, like I said, they have they don't have a great young core, but they do have R.J. Barrett now, which is he's a good player. Let those guys develop. I think they would develop very well. Kawhi Leonard's a good locker room guy. Then of course with Kawhi there, Kevin there, they lock those two guys up. We. You know, we'd have more than enough money to in uh, interest to lock up some some veteran players on some one year, two year deals, let the team develop things of that nature. And, and things will unfold from there. And, you know, it, it'll be bumping back at the garden. But um, if he signs anywhere else, obviously, he also has the option of going back to um, to Golden State. Now, if he goes back to Golden State, then Golden State has to pay him, obviously. Um they also have. They're also going to have to figure out something with Clay Thompson, so that domino could fall as well. But like I said, I don't. Golden State to me is a far off. I don't see that happening. So that that's with Kevin Durant. Next, we're going to talk about Kyrie Irving. Um, Kyrie Irving, foregone conclusion, he's not coming back to the Boston Celtics. Um, he did not have a great. He didn't have a great. He didn't have a terrible year, but he didn't have a great year either. He was injured a lot of, of the time. Chemistry issues, that's something that I don't think we even have to discuss at this point. That was, you know, that, that was all over the place. Um, he's not a great leader. He doesn't seem to be somebody who ingratiates himself to his teammates. Um, he couldn't play with LeBron, for God's sake. And, I mean, anybody wants to say anything about LeBron, you know, he's a diva. He brings a lot of drama. He, you know, plays a lot behind the scenes. All those things very well may be true. But he's also one of the best basketball players ever to play the game of basketball. And me, you guys know, I'm not like the biggest LeBron fan in the world, but I do appreciate his game. He is not a he's not a, a he's not a pure like power forward or a small forward. He's like a point guard. Like he distributes the basketball. He play he makes the right play. Some people, you know, at times get on him because he's not willing to take the shot or whatever the case may be. But if someone if he's willing to pass up a good shot for a better shot. Now most people will say, well, you know, if it's LeBron James, I want him to take that shot. 
But sometimes, you know, in the game of basketball, it happens that you just think that you see a better shot. Now, if that person makes it or not, you know, you're the, if he, that person makes it, they're the hero. You made a great decision. If that person misses it, you're an idiot. You should have taken the shot. And then, of course, if you take the shot and you miss it, then, you know, you're just not clutch enough. So it's one of those things, damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. But in my opinion, um, Kyrie Irving's not a fit with, with – if he, he's not a fit with a young core and he's not a fit with guys that are established. Like when he was with Cleveland, obviously he had LeBron. He had Kevin Love, uh, J.R. Smith, that kind of team like that. Uh, Chan, uh, Channing Fry was there. So those are vets. Those are people that know how to play. Those are guys that have been in the league for a very long time, professionals and things of that nature. And he couldn't get along with them. Then he was in Boston this past year. He had Terry Rozier. He had um, you Ben. You know, you got you know you got, you got these guys. Not Ben Simmons. Where my um, I'm thinking about uh, the Sixers, but um, that's I'm thinking about Jimmy Butler, uh, which is another guy. But you know, you had those young guys, and you couldn't get along with them either. Um, you know, even Al Horford, who has been in the league for forever, and then he went and said that you know the team needed a 15 year plus veteran, and that doesn't make any sense because Al Horford's on your team. He's a great glue guy. No one's ever said anything you know sideways about Al Horford. So just the fact that he just can't seem to get along with young guys and a young core, and he can't seem to get along with uh, even vets, uh, or he has issues. He wants to be the man. It, it doesn't bode well. And to me, Kyrie Irving can't be your number one guy. Um, we already saw that happen. We saw that play out in Cleveland. That didn't work in his first couple of years or first year. That didn't work. Um, then we see how it played out in Boston where, he, uh, you know, essentially he's the number one guy because, you know, Tatum, he, uh, he still he can't shoot. Uh, Jalen Brown, he's not he's not going to be your number one. Gordon Hayward for even all the money that they gave him. He's not your number one guy either. So Kyrie Irving was essentially the number one guy. They traded a lot uh, to get to get him, and um, he's he's not your number one guy. Um, even though you know he would be slated in that lineup, he would be your number one guy. He he couldn't. You know, I don't think that he can do that. It's just not in him. I don't feel. Uh, plus, he's a point guard. He has a lot of history of injury. Again, he missed a lot of games. Missed a lot of games this year. The game some. In some of those games, the team looked better without him on the floor. He has a super high usage rate, which means he has the ball in his hands a lot of the time, needs the ball a lot. And if you have guys around him who can't really shoot, uh, per se, like Tatum, you got to surround him with shooters. You have to surround him with, uh, you know, with the personnel. And to me, um, while he is going to sign, he's going to wind up signing with Brooklyn more than likely. It's, it's pretty much been reported. It's 99% done um, unless he changes his mind wildly last second and decides to go somewhere else. Um, you know, they, they really don't have a lot of pieces either. I don't see the allure for him to go to Brooklyn, but again, it could be just for the fact that maybe they pretty much told him that they'd hand him the keys to the franchise, um, that it's, that it'd be his, um, team, that he could do whatever he wanted to do, that he would have input on moves and this, that, and the third, and that um, maybe they would clear whatever they needed to clear, or trade whoever they needed to clear, or trade in his, you know, on his um, on his word or his approval, and uh, maybe he would build the roster how he saw fit, you know, a la LeBron. But I don't think that he's earned that per se. Um, but again, you know, that's just my personal opinion. Um, if I'm the Knicks, I don't want to sign Kyrie Irving, even if. Uh, I get Kevin Durant. I don't think their game, like I said before, I don't think their games complement each other. 
um, Kyrie Irving, again, I don't think that with a young core like the Knicks, there's probably going to be some losing involved. Um, Kevin Durant being out, that might probably being out for the year, that might help because the young guys can get, develop. But if you have a Kyrie Irving and a Kevin Durant, Kyrie's going to be available for the first year. Kevin's not going to be the first for, there for the first year or available for the first year. Um, you probably can run into some chemistry issues there, and uh, that, that's just going to ruin the entire thing. So, uh, Kyrie, go to the Brooklyn Nets. You know, Godspeed. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. There's probably going to be a lot of losing there involved as well, but we'll see how things go. Um, next up is going to be Kemba Walker. Now, Kemba Walker, his last team was the Charlotte Hornets. Now, it's been reported that he pretty much is on his way out of Charlotte as well. Charlotte lowballed him somewhere in the, I think it was four years, $140 million. So they didn't even offer him the max fifth year, and they offered him uh, $20 million or $20 plus million less than uh, – then I think what he deserved. Uh, I don't think something. I think the Hornets just threw him that offer, knowing that they it would look nice on paper to the fans, saying, "Oh, well, we offered him four years and 120 something million dollars. Uh, we didn't offer them super. We didn't offer him the super max, but we offered him a max." Um, but you know, Charlotte, there's nobody clamoring to go to Charlotte. Charlotte only really gets players by drafting them and by taking them on in bad contracts or signing them to horrible contracts a la Nicholas Batum. So, you know, Charlotte is not a, a destination really has never been a destination to be honest with you. Ever since I've been uh, an NBA fan, no one has ever been clamoring to go to Charlotte. If anything, guys want to get the hell out of Charlotte. So, you know, yet morning yet Larry Johnson, you know, Glenn Rice finally wound up on Charlotte when he was already way past his prime. Um, so it, it's not something where a lot of guys go there. Um, they're not, they haven't been crazy competitive throughout the years either. And they never built a team around Kimball Walker. And I think he's probably been one of the best players that they've had in the last, uh, I want to say decade. Um, he's the only one that jumps off the paper on me. Um, if anybody, you know, knows anybody else, you know, I'd be more than happy to talk about it, but Kimball Walker probably has been the best player on that team for the past, you know, that they've had in the past decade. And they really haven't, you know, done anything. Um, you know, they had CP3 at one point when it was the New Orleans Hornets. Um, and they went to the playoffs a couple of times. They had David West and, and that guy. But that was, you know, a different – that was even a different owner. That was when the NBA owned them for a little bit of time and, and a different owner altogether. And um, since then, you know, that, that's been about it. So him going – him, them saying that he's going to Boston at this point. Boston, I think, offered him four years as well. Um, that's the match that they can offer him. And they offered him four years, and I believe they offered him $141 million. So I think his time in Charlotte is over. I think he's probably just done with Charlotte altogether, especially after they sent him that offer. It's probably a slap in his face. And um, they're going to have, obviously, uh, Boston is going to have a hole in point guard position for the fact that um, Kyrie Irving is all pretty much gone. So just the fact that we've heard that Kyrie Irving is going to Brooklyn and now Kemba is getting an offer from Boston. Obviously, they know that he's pretty much gone and that's why they've extended the offer to Kemba Walker. To me, Kemba Walker is uh, a much um, better option for Boston at this point for the fact that he is a good distributor. Um, 
he's he's an okay shooter, not great, but he does have the drive and kick game very well. He can drive at any point in time. Um, he's younger than oh sorry, he's oh, actually he's older than Kyrie Irving, but he doesn't have the injury history. Is what I meant. He doesn't have the injury history. Kemba Walker's twenty nine, Kyrie's twenty seven. So um, even you know paying him for f- five years, I can kind of see Charlotte not wanting to pay him for five years because you know he'd be well past his prime when his fifth year already fourth and fifth year um, is coming in. He, his game is predicated a lot on his athleticism as well, even though he is a very smart player. Um, his usage rate is, is decent. Um, I think just the fact that he would have better younger players around him, the core in Boston is a lot better than the core in Charlotte. I don't even think that Charlotte has a core to be honest with you. Um, I didn't watch too many of their games this year, just for the fact that it was not uh, palatable to watch as a, as an NBA, you know, fan it they're probably on the lower end of teams that you want to watch um on television or at all if, if in any case but um Kemba Walker is a good player man he's a really good player I think he'll be play I think he'll be a good fit with Boston um I think him and uh him Tatum will Jalen Brown uh those kind of guys I think they'll they'll play well together I don't see him as being as cancerous as Kyrie Irving uh they'll win games it'll look good on the court um I don't. Will they be favorites in the East? I don't think so. To me, Kemba Walker is not a, a a world beater. He's not a game changer to that effect. But who knows? With the right guys around him, the right team, the right coach, um, he might develop into, into even a better player than than what he is now. Um, so you know, he still has some time. I think he has probably you know two or three years in him that um, you know that Boston can make that run. They'll still have some of those guys in there for that time. They can still re-up some of those guys. And um, I think they'll, they'll, they'll be pretty good in that time frame. So I think that the Boston Celtics, they want to lock him up for those four years. I think that that would be a good, uh, good decision on there. And like Kyrie go, you know, that we've already seen that movie play out. And I think they're going to cut their losses and, and be okay with Kyrie leaving if they can pick up Kemba Walker. Um, the next person we're going to go ahead and touch on is going to be Clay Thompson. Now, if Clay Thompson hadn't hurt his knee, um, he tore his ACL, unfortunately, in the playoffs as well. If he hadn't torn his knee, I would have him number three. Um, at this point, we've talked. We've I have you know, we have at number five. Now, I think that Clay Thompson's great. Um, he's 29 years old. He's a lethal shooter. His usage rate isn't high. He's catch and shoot. He can take you off the dribble. He can stop. He can spot up and shoot. Um, he's Clay Thompson is is the is the man in my opinion. Um, he can defend. He's a great defender as well. He's and he's nine times out of ten, he's guarding the best player on the opposite team um, because they like to hide Steph Curry a lot on on defense just because he's not that great at it. He's not that strong. Can't get over screens and and pick and rolls and things of that nature very often. So they like to you know play the game where they have Clay Thompson uh, switch back or, or or stick the the best guy on the opposite team and he can still get you 37 and a quarter you know it's he's just an all-around really 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 good player now his game is not predicated on athleticism so anybody who does sign him or look into signing him um, he is an unrestricted free agent um, doesn't have to worry about him not being super explosive or him not being able to dunk and and you know do crazy things or anything like that because that's not what his game is predicated on he's not you know, he's not that guy. He's not um he's not a Russell Westbrook. He's not that he's not gonna play he doesn't play above the rim. You know, his thing is he shoots. He's a three he's a 
very, very prototypical three and D guy, and he gives you extras. You know, he is really, really good. He can be a franchise guy. Um, now he is 29. He is uh, obviously hurt, so he's not going to be able to play for next year. He's going to be out. So he got the ACL. He's got the ACL thing going on. Um, and he's going to be out for the entire year. So anybody who signs him is going to have to be okay with that. And I think at this point, anybody who is going to sign Clay Thompson and gets the opportunity to sign him is going to sign him for the max. Um, if it's going to be Golden State, I think they're going to give him the super max. Kevin Durant doesn't stay, which it's all pretty much uh, a foregone conclusion that he doesn't stay. Um, you know, it frees up the money for Clay Thompson. Now, if Kevin Durant just does decide to stay, then that puts Golden State in a sticky situation. Because then someone's going to have to take a pay cut if they want to keep it together. Or Clay Thompson, I believe that if he doesn't get offered the max, super max, that he's going to be gone. Now, the places I think he'll, he could go or should go. I think Clay Thompson, he would stay in the West. I think he likes it out there. I think it would be between the two, Lake, the two um, LA teams. So it would be either the Clippers or the Lakers. Now, if he were to go to the Clippers and Kawhi goes to the Clippers, that's that'd be a, that'd be a crazy coup in itself. Because you have two of the best, in my opinion, two of the best uh, top fives, top threes in the game of basketball. Clay Thompson, I don't, I don't think you guys understand how my opinion. I have a very high opinion of Clay Thompson. Um, I think he's just a really, 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 really good player, if not a great player. Um, and I don't think we've seen just for the fact that he has been on a team with Steph, Draymond, him. And then it was he had to take the back seat because when Kevin Durant came, he had to take that back seat. So he was a third guy. But in essence, he could be your number one guy. So. If he does go to the Clippers, the Clippers are automatically, I believe, in my opinion, the favorites for the West, um, with the Lakers being a, a really, really close, too. So I think, in my opinion, it would be the Clippers and the Lakers going at it in the West. Um, I don't think the Rockets are even close. They have chemistry issues in itself. Um, the way that they play, I'll, I'll talk about it in another, pod, another episode if you guys want to talk about it, but I just don't think that that style of basketball with – the way that Dan Tony plays um, is a is a winner, but that's just my opinion. So moving on, um, Clay Thompson, if he go if he goes to the Clippers, I think that would be crazy. Where do I think he should go? I think he should go to the Lakers. That's just my personal opinion. Um, you have LeBron, you're gonna have Anthony Davis, you're gonna have Kyle Kuzma, you would have in this case Clay Thompson. That's in itself right there. That's the favorites for the West. That's, in my opinion, depending on where Katie and Kawhi go, if they split up and they don't play together. So if they don't play together. So if anything, if the Lakers hear any type of grumblings or if they hear if they get any indication that says, hey, Clay would like to play for L.A. And if, you know, if Golden State doesn't offer him the max he's under unrestricted free agent so it's not like he's a restricted free agent where you know somebody will you know offer him you know sign him to an offer sheet and then you know golden state can come back and say hey we we, we goofed up well you know we'll give you the max or whatever the case may be he can go whatever he feels um and he might look at golden state at this point and say you know with kd gone if he does indeed leave um and look around and say hey listen after steph it's just it's me and steph and after Steph, 
Draymond's not getting any better. He's getting older, obviously, but he's not getting any better either. Um, Andre Iguodala, he's on his last leg, literally. And after that, you know, you got Sean Livingston. You know, he's a solid player, but probably his last go-around. Um, you got Bogut, who came back from a horrific injury and then just came back from – he had come back from another one, and he's not any younger either. So, you know, looking at the team – you know, you got a couple, you got a few guys who can really, who can play. You have Looney, but I think he's a unrestricted free, or I think he's a restricted free agent as well. Kevon Looney, uh, he's a restricted free agent. Um, so he can go elsewhere. Then you have, um, you know, what's the other guy? Man, I always forget his name, but he can shoot. But um, he's not somebody who's going to, you know, he's going to, you're going to build a team on. You're not going to build a team on, on, on his back. And, and I, unfortunately, I forget his name, but when I see him, I always, I always remember it. Um, so he might look at Golden State and say maybe, maybe that's not his even in his best interest to go there. And if anything, he can go to the Lakers and take that first year off, essentially, let Kyle Kuzma develop, let you know LeBron and AD develop their chemistry. Klay Thompson, when he comes in, if he were to sign with the Lakers, he doesn't need the ball like that. And I don't think it would be a, a crazy adjustment period for him because how LeBron plays – how AD plays, how he plays, they all complement each other. Um, and LeBron doesn't play the best defense anymore, but he's still a serviceable defensive player. AD plays good defense. And Clay, I think, would still come back and he would play d- good defense as well. I don't think his defense would, would suffer. It's, defense is more of a mental thing than a physical thing, even though there is, of course, some physical uh, physicality to it. More of a mental thing, spots to be in, when to run people off the three-point line, where to be, um, switch, and things of that nature. That's more of a mental thing. You can't really teach defense. It's kind of one of those things where it's, it's more instinctual than anything. I mean, you can get taught to be, play better defense, but I think being a defensive player, a good defensive player, is more of a mind thing than, than anything. It's it's more with your mental. It's more instincts. It's more understanding where things were how things are unfolding on the court as they go along and clay is a very smart defensive player he's a very smart player overall so if he were to go to the lakers take that one year to rehab come back he just you know the driving kick game would would be there all day for him it wouldn't be a crazy adjustment for the fact that he just got he's just got to pick his spots he can run the pick and pop with lebron uh run the pick and roll with ad he can spot up on his threes you know take that one bounce dribble gather take and shoot and it would be that would long you know that would make his career you know go to a different level especially him and then after lebron's contract would be up if he did decide to retire or even re-up one year at a time or whatever the case may be it would be him and ad and to me in my opinion if ad can stay healthy and this is a big caveat right because he's always been hurt for pretty much every year he's he's had some type of injury going on um besides the Pelican trying to shut him down. So he didn't get hurt so that they could keep his trade value high. Um, those two guys are very good building blocks. Um, even though Clay Thompson at that point, if he signs a four year, he, he'd obviously be a little bit older. Um, he'd be in his, you know, 32, 33 year old range. So even at that point in time, he's a shooter. So even at 34, I mean, for, I mean, look at, Vince Carter and Vince Carter is nowhere near the shooter that Clay Thompson is. So just imagine if Clay Thompson really wanted to play, play into his late thirties, early forties, he could, as long as he had his jump shot, which that doesn't leave, he would be fine. And again, he's not super athletic. His, his game is not predicated on athleticism. So that injury to his knee, I don't think would 
drastically affect him as it would uh, somebody who else, who uh, somebody else, excuse me, who is who is a big athletic or explosive player, right? So, Clay Thompson, I think he should go to the Lakers. I think that's his best fit. Where do I see him? I see him re-upping with Golden State, just for the fact that there's he's he's homegrown in Golden State. I think that Draymond and Steph will have a heavy influence on on him. Um, talking to him, Steve Kerr, I think he likes that. I think he likes being there. Um, I don't think he really wants to go anywhere else unless, again, Golden State were to give him some piss poor offer or kind of, you know, not make him a priority. Even though at this point in time, I think that Golden State, I don't think is looking anywhere else. Uh, they can offer him the most amount of money. I don't think me being Golden State, where am I? Where else am I looking to? Other than Clay Thompson, even with that injury, I'm not, you know, I don't think he's not, Kawhi's not coming through the door, right? So, and Kevin Durant, we pretty much think he's already gone. So aside from that, you know, you're looking at the top, for the first five guys we talked about, um, Clay Thompson being the fifth, but, you know, just for the fact of his injury, out of those five guys, Kevin's is leaving, Kawhi's not knocking on your door, and you got Kyrie and Kemba, I'm I'm not gonna not sign Clay Thompson, even with his injury. You know, I'm not signing I'm not signing them for I'm not gonna not sign him for those two guys. We're not even close. So I think he'll stay with Golden State. I think he should sign with the Lakers if the like I said, if the Lakers could figure out a way to make that work, they will be foolish not to make that work. Right. So I think he should sign with the Lakers. I think, like I said, if the Lakers have any get any, any any indication that he would like to go to Los Angeles, they should make that work. So let me take a sip right quick of my drink, and then we'll get into number six. So number six, Chris Stapp's poor Zingus. Now, what can I say about this guy as a Knicks fan that hasn't already been said? I'm not going to bash on him. He wanted out. Um, the Knicks stunk for a long, still stink. Um, sunk for a long time while he was on a team. He went through a lot. Um, he went through Phil Jackson, man. And geez, <laughs> talk about a toxic work environment. Um, I don't know if there's one that's been worse that hasn't been the Knicks, put it that way, other than maybe the Clippers um, when that whole thing was going on with uh, their, their previous owner. So that being said, Chris Asperzingis never has played a full 82 games since he's been in the league. He's coming off of his rookie contract, and to me, he hasn't shown anything where he deserves a super max or that he can be your guy. Um, now, granted, some of those years he played with Carmelo, so he didn't get the ball as much to showcase that he could be the number one. Um, and when he did get the ball to be the number one guy, he put up some good numbers. But again, his durability is something I don't even know if it can be questioned. Because it should be beyond questioned. He hasn't, like I said, he hasn't played 82 games um, ever. So, you know, he's got, he's had shoulder in, he had shoulder injuries. He's had um, hip injuries. He's had now a knee injury, uh, foot problems he's had. So, you know, all these things, if I'm the Mavericks, and of course, I mean, it, the Mavericks are going to, is a foregone conclusion. He's a restricted free agent, right? So he's a restricted free agent. The Knicks could have kept him around. Um, he said he didn't want to be there. He said he would have signed the qualifying or opted into the qualifying year. 
and then he would have went into free agency. So you being the Knicks, you had to get rid of him. Uh, the Mavericks didn't give up like they didn't give up too much to get him. Um, they gave away the expiring contracts of DeAndre Jordan, Wesley Matthews, and they uh, Dennis Smith Jr., which I think they gave up on a little bit too soon. I think he's a good player. Great, no, not yet, but I think he's a good he's a good serviceable player. He's not garbage. Um, and they gave him up they gave up some picks, which who knows what those picks could ever turn into, right? So to get Kristaps Porzingis, a seven foot guy who can do a lot of different things. He can shoot. He can dribble. He blocks shots. He's a good defensive player. You know, the only thing that is questionable is his uh, personality or whatever the case may be off, you know, behind closed doors. Um, I don't think anyone has ever said he's a bad teammate, so he can't be accused of that. Um, Maybe he's a little bit of a diva or his brother's a little bit diva. Who knows, right? So, but him just strictly on the basketball court as a basketball player, he's very good. And not you can't take away anything from the guy. He's only 23 at that, so he's only going to get better if he can stay on the court. Um, him and Luka Doncic, I think that would be a, a great pairing. Um, so he just got off of a knee surgery, knee injury, knee surgery. So he's going to be ready uh, this coming season. So unlike some of the guys on this or two of the guys on this list, he's actually going to be ready to play. Um, you know, for the for the, this coming season. So. From what has been reported, he is a foregone conclusion that he's going to get a Supermax offer from Dallas. Whether he's going to accept that or not probably is. I don't see anyone that has money offering him or signing him to an offer sheet. The teams that have money, one being the Knicks, they are not going to offer him anything. He's not going to go there, even if they did. Um, Brooklyn, I don't see them offering him. I don't see him going there um, or even getting an offer sheet. And again, it has to be a crazy offer sheet with one of those poison pill um, deals like, like was given to Jeremy Lin. And if you're not familiar with a poison pill deal, um, you can go ahead and Google it and pretty much just makes it tougher for your team that has your rights to sign you because they're, it, you know, the, the price goes up and up and up so much. And it's just like, it's, it's more, it's, it's just maybe cheaper to get rid to let you walk. Uh, but I don't see any team Brooklyn Nets have $67 million, right? Um, so they have the most amount as of right now in salary cap. Um, even though the Knicks did some things today where um, they waived Lance Thomas, which frees them up for another $6.7 million. They renounced the rights to some of the lower tier guys and frees them up some money as well. But Brooklyn has $67 million. I don't see Brooklyn after signing Kyrie to a max or super max. I don't see them giving him, I don't see them offering anything to Chris Stapps, Brzingis, and I don't think that he would even entertain the idea of going to Brooklyn after being in New York anyways. Um, the Knicks have $59.2 million. They're not going to offer him anything he wouldn't accept. Sacramento, he's not going there. Um, Philadelphia, I don't see that. They could be a wild card, but I don't see, I still don't see that. Um, I don't see that happening. Uh, Clippers, eh, I don't see that happening. And then, of course, the Mavericks have $47 million. So that would put them in, you know, rounding out the top there. So they have the money. Um, he's a restricted free agent. They hold his rights. If they wanted to, they just give him the Supermax. And I think he's probably going to do that. They He's been there for, you know, roughly a season now, hasn't played. But they've had, they've said all the right things. And I think that he's comfortable there. And I think that. You know, Mark Cuban is one of those hands-on owners that he's probably okay with. They have a good coach. 
they have a, a good, you know, good, uh, really good young player who just won rookie of the year in Luka Doncic. They have some good pieces. So uh, I think that they're going to give him his money. I think he'll take the money and I think he'll stay in Dallas. Where, where do I think he'll go? Where do I think he should go? I think he should stay in Dallas. Um, he, he got his way out of uh, New York and I don't see a fit for him with a team that has money that he would go to. I don't see him going to Brooklyn. I obviously don't see him going back to the Knicks. Um, I see maybe Philly as a far out, but I don't, I, I don't see him as being a 76er, to be honest with you. Um, a Clipper, eh, maybe, but I don't think the Clippers are really high on him, even though Doc Rivers had said some good things about him, obviously. Um, he's a good, you know, he's a good player, but, you know, I don't think that that's, I don't think he that he's um, anybody's number one target, um, being that he's a restricted free agent. Maybe if he was unrestricted and that he you know was a little bit more durable, maybe if he played 82 games at any point in his career in the past uh, few years, maybe he would be someone's number one. But you know you have Kawhi, you have Kevin Durant, you got Kyrie, you know you got Kimball Walker, Clay Thompson. He's just he's just not gonna be the guy that's gonna you know make teams just kill themselves over over themselves right now, running over themselves, trying to get to him when there's, you know, five other guys that they would, you know, that these teams, that these five or six other teams have money that they would rather have over him. And he's a restricted free agent and he's more likely going to stay in Dallas anyways. So there's that. Um, next guy we're going to talk about is Jimmy Butler. Now, Jimmy Butler is an unrestricted free agent and he is currently with the 76ers and he has another teammate, which is Tobias Harris who's next on my list, and he's an unrestricted free agent as well. Now, Jimmy Butler is very interesting uh, because Jimmy Butler, to me, he is more – and I say that he's more, he's like a Kyrie Irving type of player in my opinion, but he's more endearing in my opinion because um, to me, whereas Kyrie is just like a malcontent and he's just like – you know, he's just – he doesn't seem to be happy in any situation. I think Jimmy Butler – He's just a guy who wants to win, and he has that more alpha dog mentality. But in Philadelphia, aside from the podcast episode I did where MB was complaining about you know not getting touches and you know complaining and kind of making some complaints about um, not getting touches or, or the coaching, whatever the case may be, that was more of an issue that he had with the coaching, and you know that had nothing really to do with Jimmy Butler. Now behind the scenes, because there have been issues, yeah, more than likely, but. Embiid and Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler. I don't think I don't see Ben Simmons being that type of player. So I think he just goes with the flow. He is more of a pure point guard. He really can't shoot that great. Um, he can't shoot at all. Let me put it that way. I mean, that would be nice, but he can't shoot. So he doesn't mind giving the ball to Jimmy. Jimmy, you know, he got he got buckets. You know, that's a Jimmy buckets. He got buckets. He was one. He's their closer. He went, he was in that leader role. He was in that leader position and uh, maybe they, you know, they were one lucky shot. If some people want to call Kawhi shot lucky, um, you know, it bounced in a million times and went in from, from, you know, from getting to the Eastern conference uh, champions. So, you know, if you have a healthy Embiid, maybe things go different, but you don't. So, you know, we're not talking about that, but you know, Jimmy Butler is a good player. I think he's a really good player. He is 29. He's the same age as, uh, Kimball Walker and Clay Thompson. Um, he's one year younger than Kevin Durant, and he's one year 
older than Kawhi Leonard. Now, people always, for some reason, I think there's like this stigma around Jimmy Butler um, as far as his age is concerned, where they're like, oh, you know, I've heard a couple of people reporting like, oh, I don't want to pay Jimmy Butler a lot of money um, for a four year and he's in his whatever, you know, for his fourth year or fifth, you know, for fourth year, he's going to be 30 something. I don't understand that when you have Kevin Durant, who will be 34 in his fourth year. You know, you have Kemba Walker, who will be 33. You know, Kem, you know, Clay Thompson will be 33. And Jimmy Butler will be the same age. So I don't understand that. Um, he's had some injuries, yes. Most of these guys on this list have had injuries at some point in time. Some we've heard of, some we haven't. Um, but Jimmy Butler is not like, again, he's not a super athletic player. He just He's a really good defensive player. He can get you buckets. He's not a great three-point shooter. He'll take them. He's not a great three-point shooter, but he is pretty clutch. He's a good player overall. Now, is he a max? Is he a super max or max guy? I, there's a stigma around him, but I think he's not a tier one guy. He's not, and that's why he's number seven. Obviously, you know, he's not a Kawhi. Obviously, he's not Kevin Durant. He's not even a Kyrie Irving. Um, I think he's better than Kemba Walker, in my opinion. Um, only reason Kemba didn't get, you know, only reason that he didn't go higher on the list is because um to me Kemba you know pulled his team a little bit more and he's he's not he doesn't seem to have the personality where he can just make the entire team go sour like Jimmy can Jimmy just he can be really good and I think he you know the right team if he's in the right fit he can he can be your number he can be your number two or number three guy but he's not gonna be your number he can't be your number one guy because if he's your number one guy and he was pretty much the number one guy in on the Bulls we saw how that ended and he was trying to be your number one guy in on in Minnesota. And at one point, he was the number one guy, even though you were paying these other guys more than him, Andrew Wiggins and, and Carl Anthony Towns. Um, so we saw how that went, and that, that went south quickly as well. Um, so he can't be your number one guy. But I think if he goes – I don't think he's going to stay with, with Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia has the money to keep him. The money, Philadelphia has um, – the fifth year that they can offer him so they can do it they have 58.9 million dollars to offer him and uh they can give him that money and i think the thing with jimmy butler is that he's always been about his money right when he was in minnesota he was about his money they didn't offer him the, the super max he kind of that kind of pissed him off because he saw they offered it to Carlton towns they were giving money to andrew wiggins those guys i don't know they haven't played to their contract at all so i don't fault him in thinking that but I think it's about he wants his money. He's 29 at this point. This is probably his chance. No, not probably, but this is his chance to get his big money. Um, so he probably he knows that, obviously. Anybody who represents him is going to tell him, Jimmy, this is probably your last chance of getting your big bucks. So he wants his money. So if Philadelphia comes out of their pocket and say, hey, we'll, we'll give you the money, he'll, he'll more than likely – I think he'll more than likely be back. Um, is that the scenario? I don't think that that's going to happen, no. Uh, I don't think that they are going to offer him that um, fifth year. I think if they, I don't think they're going to offer him the fifth year. I'll be honest with you. I think they'll offer them four years. And if he doesn't take it, then they'll probably just offer it to Tobias Harris. If he doesn't take it, then you know they have money. They still have Ben Simmons. They still have um, Embiid. They they can fill out the roster with some of these other guys. Maybe they go after somebody else on this list. Maybe Chris Middleton um, or somebody like that, where they think that you know. He doesn't need the money, the, the ball as much. Any kind of personality-wise might fit more 
into the entire fold. Remember, they still have J.J. Redick that they can re-sign. He's 35. He's unrestricted as well. Maybe they give him a little bit of money as well to stay, stick around because they still do need a shooter because, like I said, Ben Simmons can't shoot. So they might they might look into getting him some money. Um, and then, you know, after that, you got, you know, the Julius Randles and stuff like that. But I don't think that he's a good fit with the 76ers. You already have Joel Embiid, so that's got to clog things up unless you want to have him come off the bench. That's a lot of money to give somebody to come off the bench. So Jimmy Butler, where do I think he should go? Um, there's been a lot of talk about him going to the Rockets. I think that's a horrible idea. I think just the Rockets right now as a, as a whole is just – that's not a good situation to go into. Um, and the Miami Heat. Now, I don't think that the Miami Heat is a bad option for Jimmy um, because especially if the 76ers do a sign and trade, then the 76ers can get some good um, – they can get some good pieces in return, and he would get his money. He would get his fifth year that he wants. He would go to Miami, and he would be – essentially, that would make him the man right there. Um and tax free, so he was still, you know, he was still dead. He would get his money tax free with no, no, no income tax in Florida, uh, or sorry, no state tax in, in Florida. He would get his fifth year that he wants. He would be the man. He would play with. A, he would have a good coach and Expulstra. Um, he's established. He's an established coach, and, and you know, aside from Tibbs, he hasn't had an established coach. But he, he would have an established coach in Spolstra who's won a, a championship. Um, and I think that he was respect that from Spo. And then you have Pat Riley who runs the organization and, you know, Pat Riley don't, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't deal with no, no crap. So you would have strong leadership. You would have strong guys around him, um, strong locker room. As far as leadership, he would be the leader. Once he gets in there, I don't think anybody else would be, I don't see, I mean, Dwayne Wade's gone. So I don't see Goran Dragic being, you know, being the guy, but I do see him and Goran possibly butting heads. Cause if if Goran doesn't get shipped off because his contract is un is un- incredibly high as well, um, you might have to give up give up Whiteside or Dion Waiters. I don't think that he would get along with neither one of those guys. So there's three guys already off this, the top of my head that he won't get along with. Um, that I don't believe that he would get along with. I don't think he would get along with Hassan Whiteside because, in my opinion, Hassan Whiteside he should every day of his life he should send. A text or a card or a text and a card, and the card should have some money in it to LeBron James because he got Hassan Whiteside paid. Same thing with Tristan Thompson. So him and Tristan Thompson should pull together and every day send him a text, a uh, a card, an email, whatever they need to send him, this man, LeBron James, to thank him every day of their lives for getting the money that they got from their respective teams because LeBron got them paid. Um, he hasn't lived up to that contract at all whatsoever. I don't understand w- where he's developed at all. Every time Joel Embiid plays against him or any other big man that has some semblance of talent, they make him look horrible. He's always in foul trouble. Um, he's just he's just not a really good player, and he's just got a crazy contract. And I think that the Miami Heat would try to be try to get out from under it, but they would have to take him back. But him and Joel Embiid, how do they play together? He would have to come off the bench. And, you know, Hassan Whiteside is one of those guys where, you know, he doesn't believe he should come off the bench. He believes he's a starter. He believes he's a superstar. He's getting paid like one. Um, and you really want to pay that much money to a guy who's coming off the bench. I, I don't really think that that's something that you want to do. Um, then you have Deion Waiters, who he's another guy who you d- doesn't seem like he would get along with Jimmy Butler. Not for lack of effort. 
Now, Hassan Whiteside, I could see him getting into it with Jimmy Butler, just for Jimmy Butler not feeling that he's giving it his 100%, uh, maybe not developing, not playing hard, whatever the case may be. I think that he would not get along with Deion Waiters for those opposite reasons. I think Deion Waiters does put in the work, but again, he needs the ball in his hand. He wants the ball in his hands. He thinks he's the man. He believes he should be the man. Then you have Jimmy Butler walk through the door making all this money, who now the franchise will pretty much give the keys over to him after Dwayne Wade. And I don't think that would be, I think would be a recipe for disaster and Goran Dragic. Um, he's had plenty of issues with past um, teammates, probably current teammates even. So, you know, I don't even think there's, there's too much to be said about there. Well, I, they wouldn't get along. I just don't think that that would mesh well. They probably would get rid of Goran Dragic anyways um, to have him come off the bench. They, I think that to make the stylish work, he would have to leave one of those three guys, Waiters, Whiteside, Dragic, if not two of those three guys would have to get shipped off um, and 76 would have to be willing to absorb their expiring contracts to get rid of, uh, to make Jimmy happy um, and to do him that favor. Pretty much that's what they would be doing him to do him a favor. Um, so take a quick jump, uh, pay some more bills real quick. Cause I've given you guys about an hour. Then we're going to jump into the rest of this list. Um, Tobias Harris being the next guy we're going to be talking about. All right. Now getting into Tobias Harris, now, he is another really good player, solid. He's 26 years old, so he's very, fairly young. I don't think he's even um, in his prime as of yet. He's an unrestricted free agent, and he currently, or up until pretty soon here, he is a, 70, a Philadelphia 76er. Now, when the 76ers – now, the 76ers probably have uh, – they have three free agents, three unrestricted free agents. Um so they're kind of in the same pool as uh, Golden State right now. They have three unrestricted free agents, right? Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, and DeMarcus Cousins, for those who remember that name still. And um, they have they have the money to keep all three of them, but it's going to cost them a lot. And it already cost them a lot to get Tobias Harris, right? They, they got rid of um, – man, they got rid of a couple of picks. I want to say – let me see. They got they got rid of Landry Shamet, a pair of first round picks, and some role players, right? And then they, that's how they were able to get him. So to get, let him go, let him walk for nothing. And I don't think that they, I don't think that they are. I'll be honest with you. Um, if they don't get if they don't sign Jimmy, I think they'll do a sign and trade for Jimmy Butler. But I think if anything, Tobias Harris is kind of out of those two probably the guy that they would want to keep um long term and then of course i think they would want to re-sign uh jj reddick now the reason for that is because now the east if depending on what Kawhi goes and even him still being on toronto if he decides to stay or if he stays in the east whatever the case may be they still had a really good season and i talked i touched on it um when we were talking about jimmy butler you know if Embiid is healthy um some things you know Come things go their way, they could have very well went to the Eastern Conference uh, champion uh, championship, and uh, they could have made some noise. And would they have beaten a healthy Golden State team? Probably not. Um, I don't think anybody would have. Be honest with you, but would they have beaten the team that that Toronto wound up going against? I think so. I think they have more weapons. Uh, Embiid, if he would have been healthy, he'd have been. He would have been going against DeMarcus Cousins. He would have made DeMarcus Cousins 
he would make him look worse than he did. He would make him look worse than he did. Um, then, then DeMarcus Cousins already looked in the finals. Um, you would have had Ben Simmons, of course, running running the point. Um, you would have had Jimmy Butler locking Clay, locking not Clay up because Clay wasn't even playing, but he would have locked up um, Steph Curry. And I think they just they just have overall more weapons as a team. And if they would have played the same team that Kawhi and the Raptors won going against, I think they, they probably would have been the favorites uh, to win the championship. But I digress because that didn't happen. So, um, like I said, a couple bounces go their way. They are back in the fray. Um, and again, Golden State is not more than likely not going to be the same team next year. So if they were to sign Tobias Harris, they have a really good uh, core. They have him. They have Ben Simmons. They have Joel Embiid. They're more than likely a uh, foregone conclusion that they re-sign J.J. Redick. And I think that that's a good team to go back um, into 2020 with. That I wouldn't have any issues with that. If I were management 76ers, I would more than be more than happy to run it back with those guys. Um, if you can get, if you find a way to keep Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, and J.J. Redick, I would do it. Now, will they do it? They can, um, but it's going to cost them a lot. Um, so do they want to do it? Who knows? Will they do it? Probably not all three of those guys, probably the two out of the three and out of the two out of those three guys, I think that they would want to keep Tobias Harris and, and JJ Redick. I'll be honest with you. You go, you're always going to need a shooter, especially Ben Simmons can't shoot. So you're going to need him. And Tobias Harris is a solid guy going into his prime. Um, and he's still, even if you sign him for a five year, he's going to have time left. You know, he'll, he'll, have another chance you know he'll be um what is he 26 now so if he signs a four year he'll be 30 if he goes into a fifth year he'll be 31 um he's not a super athletic guy he's just a solid player so even if you're looking at it from his perspective you sign a five year and then you know you still have another contract after that if you pay, play very well um and and you can get you still can get paid and you know with a player like him i think he can play well um, into his mid thirties, uh, late thirties, depending on, of course, if he stays healthy and all that good stuff. And he hasn't really had too many uh, injuries and things like that to note. So, um, do I think he'll stay more than likely? Because I think that the 76ers are going to make him a priority. Where do I think his best fit is? Um, I think his best fit is with the, uh, with the 76ers. I'll be honest with you, him playing alongside Embiid and, Ben Simmons, um, JJ Redick, if they resign him, um, and this, the players that they have and the coaching, I think he looked comfortable in that system. He looked good. He's a solid player. Again, he doesn't make waves and things of that nature. So I think he's a good fit um, for pretty much any team, but I just think he's a really good fit for the 76ers. Um, I think he fills the hole in the need that they need. So I think that that's, I think that's where he should go. I don't see him going to the Lakers. I don't see him. I don't see him being a, I don't see him being the guy the shooter, the space creator that LeBron needs on the Lakers. I don't see him going to the Lakers, going back to the Clippers. Maybe the Clippers, I think the Clippers will be more than happy to have him back, but I don't think that um, he's going to be a priority for them. um, If he does, if he does become, if he's, if he becomes available, I don't think, I think that they're still going to try to go for Kawhi first, um, obviously. And then I don't think that he's very high on that list, but I think that for the 76ers, I think that what they gave up for him for him to just walk, I think that that makes him more priority for them than anybody else. So that's that's where I'm at with with Tobias Harris, really solid player, but I don't think that that he, I don't think he's a real game changer. I don't think he's a number one guy, uh, but he's just a really solid basketball player. Um, 
and then we go into Chris Middleton um, as number nine. Uh, Chris Middleton, 27, um, unrestricted free agent, played for the Bucks. Um, you know, I think he's a solid player. Um, is he a number one guy? No. Is he a number two guy? No. Uh, could he be your number three guy? Three or four, yeah, maybe. Um, he obviously we saw with Bucks and, and Giannis, he's not your number. He can't be your number two guy. He's not your number two guy. Um, he's just he's a solid player. Yes, he's a three and D guy. Um, his shooting from three is very good. I think if he were to maybe if the Lakers strike out on Clay, if they strike strike out on uh, you know one of these other guys, which it seems like you know to me, like I said. If it's not if it, if Kawhi doesn't go to the Lakers and if if Kawhi went to the Lakers that'd be completely crazy, um, they would be the favorites to win the championship off the top off rip because all three of those guys would be available in the same year, and after what Kawhi just did, I would not uh, bet against them. Um, is he the three? Is he the three and D guy that LeBron? They would probably fit better with LeBron's game. No, he's not. But um, just for, you can't pass up on him if, if he's available. Uh, if he's Lakers, you can't. Uh, same thing like I was saying with Klay Thompson. If he's available, you don't pass up on him. But um, Chris Middleton would be a good fit with the Lakers, I think. Um, he's a 3 and D guy, so he can shoot the three. Um, he doesn't need the ball at all times. I don't even think he wants it, uh, you know. He doesn't. He he can't be your number two guy. He could be your he could be your solid number three guy. I mean, if you have LeBron and AD on your team, um, uh, developing Kyle Kuzma, uh, I like his I like Kyle Kuzma's game. Um, I don't think you really have to have Chris Middleton um, be your number three guy. Uh, he's not going to be your number two, obviously. With those with with AD and, and LeBron on your team, he's not going to be your number two, obviously. So can he be your number three, four guy? Yeah, but do you want to pay your three or four guy? that much money. That's the question. Um, the Bucks, I think are going to want to keep him for the most part. They also have Malcolm Brogdon, who is a restricted free agent who they're probably going to have to pay. Um, he's a, he's a really good player. He's a pretty good player as well. Young guy. So, but do you, you know, I don't know if they're going to want to pay him that much money to be a number three or a number four guy, but he's definitely going to get some kind of money. Um, He's probably going to get a decent amount of money offered to him by the Bucks. Um, they won 60 games with him, you know, and they who and what are they going to replace him with? Like I said, you know, with Charlotte, not, free agents are knocking down the door to go to Charlotte, right? Same thing with the Bucks. There's nobody knocking down the door. To, oh, let me go to Milwaukee. I want to go to play in Milwaukee, even though Giannis is a great player, obviously he won the MVP, you know, you want to go play with one of the best players, but eh, Milwaukee doesn't have that cachet, you know, nobody, I don't think anybody's really going to say, Hey, we're going to go over there and, you know, we're going to go, you know, beat the world with, uh, with the, on the bucks. Um, it's just not one of those things. So the bucks, those types of team, the bucks, Charlotte Hornets, those types of teams like that, where don't, they're not big free agency teams um destinations they have to come out of pocket and i think that the bucks are going to have to come out of pocket to keep him obviously i think they're going to come out of the pocket to um to keep him because again they don't have any means of to replace of replacing him and and even if they did have the means of replacing him um because there are options out there in free agency who's going to go there so it's more you know he's one of those things where um it's a necessary evil. They're going to have to overpay him. 
to keep him. Um, he he's going to get the fifth year if they do more than likely. Um, cause that's one of the, that's one of the things where these guys, you know, a fifth year is extra assurance that, you know, you stay around, we give you ex, extra money, you get the extra year of security and, you know, you get your extra money and, uh, you know, it's more of a incentive to stay. So I think he stays in Milwaukee, how much money they give him, they're going to have to overpay. They're going to have to get, they're going to have to give him the max, um, whatever that is for him, they're going to have to give it to him and he sticks around and they're going to have to, um, probably, pay Brogdon as well. Um, and he's on the list too, but he's a little bit further down. So, uh, Chris Middleton, where do I think he should go? Um, I think he should stay with, with the bucks. Um, that's the best fit for him. Um, and the bucks just need to figure out a way that even though they're paying him like a number two, more than likely they're going to have to find the number two, whether it be through the draft or picks or whatever the case may be. Um, they're going to figure out a way or just have him develop into that number two. But, um, they're going to have to figure out something because him and Giannis as the one and two, Giannis can be your number one, uh, but he can't be your number two at this point in, in time. Maybe he develops into that further along. He's already 27 though. So I really don't see that happening. It could though. He's, he's still fairly young. He's not like he's a super old guy, but um, he's just one of those guys where I think at this point he is what he is and you're going to, you, he's a solid player. You know what you're going to get from him night in and night out. He just is not gonna. He just can't be your number two. Not just, and he's not going to be. Um, so that's that's Chris Middleton. That's where I think he should stay. I don't think I think he's a decent fit with. Um, I think he would be a decent fit with the Lakers because he can shoot fairly well. Uh, but I don't see that happening. I don't think that the Lakers are going to offer him a four-year max, and then um, you know. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't, I don't see, I don't see it happening anyways. It could be, uh, you know, the way that the Lakers are running their organization right now, anything is possible, but I don't think that that's something that is going to happen to be honest. Um, next person is Nikola Vucevic. He is the center from the magic. So he's an unrestricted free agent as well. Um, he's 28. I feel like the magic just gave him a, a crazy contract though. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I think, I think he just got a, a really decent uh, contract. Um, but again, he had a very good year this year. Um, he, he's not a centerpiece to me. He's just not your main. He can't be your main guy. Obviously we can see from his years in the magic. He's just not your, your number one guy. He can't be your number one option. He puts up buckets. He puts up, um, he gets rebounds, you, you know, he's, he's a decent, re- he's a de- good rebounder. Um, he plays well around the basket, got a nice touch. Um, but man, he just, when he went against Mark Gasol, uh, he didn't look very good. And it's just one of those things where when he plays against a competent big man, he just, he, he, he just, he's not. Um, but he, he had time with the magic to, show his medal to carry that team. Um, and he was their number one and he just didn't show me in my opinion enough to, uh, to warrant him, you know, being the number one guy. But unfortunately with this free agent class, there's plenty of money to go around. And after the first five or six guys, there's not many, um, decent, uh, options. And there's even less big men, um, that you would be able to sign. So, I think if uh, Vucevic, I could see him going to Golden State. I'll be honest with you. I could see him going to Golden State, especially if uh, you know Kevin Durant leaves, if um, Clay decides to leave. 
they would I think they would be able to pick up Vucevic maybe on a discount. Probably not though. I think he's I think he wants his money. Um but where do I think he where do I think he should go? I think maybe he I think he would be a good fit in um I think he would be good fit on the Clippers. Uh, especially if Kawhi goes. Um I think that system he would play very I think he would play very well. He's not your number one, so you don't have to worry about that. He can get you your points. He can get you your rebounds. Um, he's not going to go against Embiid every night. He's not going to go against Gasol every night if Gasol decides to stay in um, – uh, if he decides to stay in Toronto. So he'll be on the West Coast. He wouldn't have to you know, play with those guys. The only thing is now he's in the West Coast where it's more like run and gun. He'll play against – he'll have to play against the Rockets. So he'll have to play like, against the guys like Capella. He'll have to play against um, you know – the, the, those teams like that that just like to get up and down you know, Phoenix even so you have to go against DeAndre Ayton so it's one of those things where um, he he will play he plays he's a good player but I don't think that anywhere outside of the Magic are going to uh, really pay up for his services so I think the Magic are going to want to go ahead and keep him uh, they did the same thing kind of with with Aaron Gordon, it's like they don't have anybody. The Magic are another one of those teams where like no one's really running to go to the Magic. Um, you know, you had the Tracy McGrady time, you had the Grand Hill time where they just kind of pretty much opened up the entire vault and gave them all the money. That didn't really pan out too well just for the fact that Grand Hill was never the same again. Uh, Tracy McGrady had a lot of years there where, you know, he, they just didn't have a good team around him. Then you had the Dwight Howard years where they went to the finals. Stan Van Gundy for some reason put this guy Jameer Nelson back in the fray after Rafe Ralston, AKA skipped my Lou. What drove, you know, brought them to the promised land. He brought Jameer Nelson in and blew, just blew it. They just, they just coughed it up, choked it. Um, and cost them, uh, the championship in my opinion. But, um, after that, after Dwight Howard, that's it. No one has wanted to really go to Orlando. Orlando hasn't been a big free agent thing. Um, they just keep re-signing the guys they already have. They, you know, give, have money given to Terrence Ross. They've given their money to Aaron Gordon, and they've given money to Vucevic um, a couple times now. If they wind up re-signing him, which I think they're going to re-sign him, I don't think anybody. Like I said, I don't think anybody's going to go ahead and pay up for him. And um, the Magic can pay him that fifth year, and I think he wants his money. I think he's fine. I don't. Th- he's on. He's one of those guys where I think he's okay with. Um, make it to the playoffs every year, maybe eighth seed, seventh seed, um, not really winning anything, but as long as he has his money and he gets his numbers, I think he's okay. I think he's just one of those guys. It just seems like it. Uh, you never hear too much out of him. Um, he doesn't complain too much. He doesn't seem like, you know, he just doesn't seem like one of those guys that really, 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 really wants it in my opinion, other than, other than just getting his money, getting his numbers and he's okay going into the playoffs every year. Um, in my opinion, um, so where I think we should go, the Magic. Where I think he's going to go, the Magic. I don't see him going anywhere else. Um, you know, the Clippers, to me, is a far out. But, I, again, like I said earlier, um, I don't think the Clippers are going to make him a priority. I don't think the Golden State Warriors are going to make him a priority. I just think that the Magic are going to make him a priority just for so that they can say they were putting a team together. Um, and no one else is going to get there. It's, so it's it, it's one of those things where they're kind of stuck with him. Um, and he'll play out probably his career there up until the point where, you know, he decides to, to go somewhere else. They decide to move on from him. So 
that brings us to D'Angelo Russell. And I could have brought him higher up on the list, to be honest. But um, he, to me, he's not a very impressive um, point guard. Now, he's he's good. Um, also, he's a restricted free agent. Um, so he plays he's playing with the Nets for now. But um, I think that that soon, that, that soon is going to come to an end, being that Kyrie Irving, by most accounts, is going to be signing with the Brooklyn Nets. So I think his time with Brooklyn is over. So that being said, uh, D'Angelo Russell has a very high usage rate. Um, he's not crazy athletic either. Um, he's just a solid point guard. He played very well. Obviously, he's the most improved player uh, this year. Um, or he was... He was slated. I'm sorry. He was nominated to be one of the most improved players. Um, but I, I don't. I don't see, aside from his unusually high, uh, not unusually high, but very high usage rate. I don't see him going to the Lakers because he just would pretty much have to stand around and shoot. And he's. I don't think he's. That's not his game. He's not very good at that. I think he's more. He's more suited creating. He has to have the ball in his hands, but he creates. He knows when to get rid of the ball. He's a very good distributor. He makes good decisions. He's a very good floor general. So um, being that the Nets are out of the question, if Kyrie goes, and I don't think they're going to sign him, they're not going to have the money to, um, where do I think he should go? I think that he could go to um, the, I think go to the Clippers. Um, and I know the Clippers, the Clippers have money. So, but I don't think that that's where he's going to go, to be honest with you. I think that that's where he would be a good fit, but I don't see that happening. Um, I don't see the Lakers happening. So, and then they're talking about the Knicks and I don't see that happening either. Um, Or I would not like to see that happen. Let me put it that way. I don't want to see D'Angelo Russell in New York uh, for the fact that you have you have, you have Dennis Smith Jr. Right. And if he comes off the bench, great. But you have these guys, even with his, you know, his high usage rate. You need these guys to develop. Um, to me, if you get, if you just get Kevin Durant and no one else, it's a lost. It's a lost. It's pretty much it sucks, right? But it, at least you got Kevin Durant um, and let the other guys develop. But you can't have D'Angelo Russell and Kevin Durant as being your grand haul from free agency. And then it's going to stunt the development of these other guys, R.J. Barrett, Kevin Knox. These guys, I think, in my opinion, R.J. Barrett is a high usage player as well. Um, so he needs the ball in his hands. And if it's going to be a throwaway year anyways, for the fact that if you get Kevin Durant and he's not going to play for a full year, let that guy develop, give the ball to him, let him take his lumps in the NBA. Kevin Knox, let him get into a second year, take his lumps, of course, let him develop. He can't do that without the ball in his hands. He's not really a catch and shoot, in my opinion, kind of guy. Um, and that's really what, what made it so good for D'Angelo Russell in New Jersey. Cause he has these guys who can catch and shoot, who, you know, do that pick and roll. He's, he's good at that. Um, but he, of course he has to have the ball in his hands and you already have guys on that team who need the ball in their hands to a develop and to be, uh, to, to be effective. So in my opinion, you don't give the max to D'Angelo Russell. If you're any team. But some team out there is going to pay him, um, and I think um, it, it more than likely is probably going to be the Knicks. To be honest with you, uh, they might, they probably will give him a four-year. Kyrie, I don't think is going to go to the Knicks. Kemba, obviously, he's going to go to Boston. So 
you know, if there's mutual interest, which there's been reported mutual interest for the Knicks and D'Angelo Russell, you know, that's that more likely that's where he's going to go. Um, now, in the interest of compressing some time here, I know that I've gone through 11 guys. I'm just going to skip over real quick to a couple of guys and just go really quick over where I think they should go and end this out. We have J.J. Redick. I think he's going to go to 76ers. I think he'll stay with the 76ers. Where do I think he should go? I think he could go with the Lakers. Um, the Lakers obviously need shooting. I don't know who the hell is going to shoot from three. They got rid of pretty much everybody on their team. J.J. Redick would be really good on a on a vet minimum or even a little bit over the vet minimum just to get him there. Um, he does. He's not super athletic. So he doesn't need the ball in his hands. Just needs to get his shots and come off screens come off uh, picks, shoot the ball, very good shooter, very solid player. I think he would be good, very good in L.A. Um, Clippers, too. I think he would be good if he went back with Doc. Um, you just have to you know, get the, the other pieces there just so he's not there by himself. But I think he's going to stay with the 76ers. I think the 76ers are going to try to run it back with that same squad um, with, Tobias Harris, with Tobias Harris, with or without Jimmy Butler. Uh, but I think they really are going to try to um, make – JJ Redick, I think they're going to try to make him a uh, a priority. Um, got Demarcus Cousins. I I don't know where he's going to go. I'll be honest with you. He um, messed his quad up. He's coming up. He's had a Achilles injury. Um, I don't think he's ever going to be the same. He didn't look very good in the finals. He looked good for a, a spurt of about ten to fifteen minutes. Um, he just he doesn't look in shape. He doesn't look like he's got any kind of bounce. Um, I mean, he wasn't, uh, a, you know, a, an, AD, an AD type of player or anything like that before. But, man, it doesn't like he can slide a piece of paper underneath his feet now. Um, he, I don't know. It, well, where will he go? Will a team like the Knicks, uh, if they strike out, give him a short-term deal, you know, with some with some crazy amount of money just to say that they spent some money? More than likely, I could see that happening. Um, Will Brooklyn sign him? I doubt it. I don't think that that's a good fit for him. Um, will Golden State try to run it back with him? I doubt it. He's going to want his money, A. And B, I don't think that the Golden State, I don't think they saw what they needed to see out of him for him to come back. Um, I don't think any team has seen what they needed to see for him to come, you know, for them to give them him the max money. I don't think any team is going to give him max money. Um but I think if a team does give him money, I think it's going to be something like the Knicks or something along those lines. They'll make a stupid decision and give him some crazy money. He'll get hurt. He'll never play out his contract. And that'll be that. Yeah, that's I think that's where it's going to go for DeMarcus Cousins. Hopefully it doesn't because he's only 28. I hate to see, you know, guys go out like that. But I just think that that's his career arc. He was a decent. He was a really good player early on in his career, spent time on horrible teams. Um, then when he finally does get uh, the chance, he gets hurt and, you know, he's going to never be the same again or heard from again hopefully it doesn't go down like that it more likely is though let's be real um next on my list is al horford solid player he's already 33 though um surprisingly he went ahead and opted out of his contract not to renegotiate to go to get more years but to completely from what's reported leave boston altogether so it seems like he's just done with boston not happy with that entire situation. Maybe he doesn't like what the hell went on. Maybe there's you know things going on behind the state, behind the um, behind the curtain that we don't know about. Possibly he maybe did talk about 
um, getting rid, you know, opting out of his contract so that they can give him some more money, maybe shrink some of the money over over a longer period of time. They said, hell no, we're not doing that. Then he decided, well, I'm out of here then. Um, I think he would play well, like I said earlier, with the Lakers. I think he should go to the Lakers. I don't think um, he would play well for the Golden State Warriors too, but I think his window, because of his age, I think his window is closing. I don't think he can wait a year for Clay to come back. Now would put him at 34. He'd be playing into 30. He'd be playing into you know being 35. Um, I don't know if Golden State will play pay him that much money. I think that the Lakers are in win now mode with the way that you know the bronze contract is set up. Um, what and kind of the assets that they have, they don't really have too many. So I think that the Lakers and him are a good match, um, contractually wise, money wise, player wise, um, personnel wise. I think he would be a good. I think they could put him at the four. They put him at the five. They could put him at the four. More than likely, I think they should put him at the five though. Um, to stretch, he could be a stretch five. He could be a stretch four. Either way, you can you know him and AD. You can have him go back and forth. Um, I think that's where he should go. I think he go. He should go to the Lakers. Obviously, he's not going back to. Um, to Boston, I don't think he's a good fit in Brooklyn. Uh, I don't think he wants to follow Kyrie anywhere that Kyrie's going. I don't care if I if Kyrie was going to the Lakers, I don't think he would go there either. Um, anywhere that Kyrie's going, more likely he's not going to go. So that that leaves Brooklyn out of there. Um, Sacramento, they're not in. They're not going to win. You know, with guys like with um, with guys like this with Horford, they want to win now. And Sacramento's not even close, even though they have money. Um, Last guy I'm going to talk about is Julius Randle. Uh, Julius Randle, more than likely, is going to go to the Knicks. There's mutual interest. They both there's money there. They um, they have the money, and um, you know they'll probably sign him to a two three year deal. Could he go back to the Lakers? I don't really see it. Um, I just don't see that happening. Um, yeah, I don't. But he's only 24. He's unrestricted free agent. So if someone's going to pay him money. He played very well for the Pelicans last year. Um, I don't think the Pelicans are going to pay him. I don't. Uh, to be honest, uh, they have thirty-one point two million. They might surprise people and do it because, again, they're one of those teams that people are not really trying to stay. But he might want to play with Zion and and the core that they have now, which is really some really good players. But um, yeah, I don't see that happening. Um, and to round it out before the end here is Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes, for all intents and purposes, is going to be signed with the Sacramento Kings. I think that Sacramento Kings are going to overpay for Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes, to me, is an okay player. He's not a great player, but whoever his agent is, is the GOAT because he just keeps getting this crazy amount of money all the way around. I don't know how he does it, but he's got one of the best agents, I think, of all time in history. He might be Michael Jordan, but because it's the go, he's the go. Well, whoever it is is the go. Um, so that's the list. And so, take a quick break, close it out. Um, if anybody, if I missed anybody that you guys want to talk about, please let me know. Um, tomorrow or today, later on today is going to be a crazy whirlwind of moves. So I can't wait to see and discuss on who goes where and where everybody's going to fit. So I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast episode. I know it went a little bit long, but I uh, wanted to talk about. Those core group of guys, of course, there's other guys out there. There's a Terry Rosiers of the world that we didn't touch on, um, but he's a restricted free agent. Whether he stays in Boston, I don't know with with uh, Kyrie leaving, high, highly possible. Um, but Kimball walking, you know, Kimball Walker coming into the fray, he might not want to play behind him either. 
So there's rumblings that he might go to New York. New York likes him. Uh, so they might try to get him away from Boston. Boston doesn't like to pay up for people. Um, so they might not pay him at all. And he might be able to go to New York, which that would be – I would rather see him than D'Angelo Russell, to be honest with you. I just don't really like D'Angelo Russell's game um, as far as his usage rate. I, I don't know. It just That's just me personally. So um, somebody out there, I'm more than sure that will disagree. They have Mark Gasol, Malcolm Brogdon, um, Bodnanovich. Um, they got Brooke Lopez, Thaddeus Young. You have DeAndre Jordan, Alfred Camino, uh, Ricky Rubio, which is another one. You got Pat Beverly, uh, Valanciunas. You have Marcus Morris. Morris. You have the Morris brothers, actually, Markeith and Marcus. Um, you got Robin Lopez. You have Terrence Ross, uh, Nikola Miritich, which he already decided he's going to go abroad. He's not even going to play in the NBA right this year. Um, Danny Green, Trevor Ariza. You have Derek Rose, who has been talking about going to the Pistons, uh, Looney, which I uh, I think I mentioned earlier, uh, Dwayne Dedman, Bobby Portis, he's restricted. Uh, you have Rondo, you have Seth Curry, uh, you have Taj Gibson, who's already he's already old. Um, Kali Stein, he's restricted. Garrett Temple, you have Rudy Gay, he's already old as well. Jabari Parker, even more likely, if anything, will go to the Knicks if you know they wind up striking out, they'll probably get him. Uh, Contavious Caldwell Pope. I don't think the Lakers will keep him. JaVale McGee, Ed Davis, and Maxi Kleiber, who is a restricted uh, free agent for the Mavericks. So those are the guys who are rounding out the rest of the list. Um, some of those guys, I don't think those guys are really worth d- diving too much deeper into. Some of those guys, Derek Rose, you know what you're going to get. You're probably going to get 30, 40, 50 games max out of them. And then, you know, that's pretty much it. Um, him going to the Pistons, I don't see that being um, a crazy move. That's not going to change the barometer of anything. Um, yeah, just not a, it's not a, it's pretty much, much a, a non factor at that point. Um, if you guys have anybody else that you want to talk about or want to expand on anything that I touched on, any of these players, uh, maybe you didn't agree, maybe you think that somebody should go somewhere else. Please let me know um, if you want to talk and you want to get in on the conversation um, and you're listening to the Anchor app. You can go ahead and leave me an audio message. I'll play it on the air, um, barring, of course, it's appropriate. And then, you know, we can we can discuss it from there. Uh, you can have you on the show, whatever the case may be. Um, if you are not listening on the Anchor app and listening on any of the other platforms, listening on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and I thank each and every one of you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. You can go ahead and drop me a line on via email, which is going to be, I'll give you the email now. Uh, it's going to be at Gmail. It's going to be the 15 minutes of flame podcast at gmail.com. And I will let you know that it's actually going to be, it's uh, 15. So that's one five M O F podcast at gmail.com. So again, that's one five M is a Mary O Oscar F Foxtrot podcast at gmail.com. And that stands for 15 minutes of flame podcast at Gmail. So if you want to discuss any topic, just let me know, drop me a line there via email and we'll talk about it. if you want to stay anonymous, we can keep you anonymous as well. Um, as always, I appreciate you guys' time for listening, taking the time out to go ahead and listen. I appreciate everybody who supports the podcast as well. Everybody who set up a subscription, who pays a monthly uh, donation, I much appreciate that. Those are accepted as well. Helps me keep going. Podcast helps me know that uh, you guys enjoy these episodes and we keep on moving from here. If you guys want to talk more sports, as always, let me know. If you guys want to talk about any other subject that you feel is a talking point, let me know as well. Drop me a line 
and we'll go from there. As always, thank you for listening to 15 Minutes of Flame podcast. I've been your host, Paper Drew, and as always, y'all stay blessed.